Welcome to Hello, Daughter of the Day with Michelle Brown, a podcast focused on encouragement for God's daughters. At Daughter of the Day Transformational and Purpose Life Coaching, our goal is to help you to develop, maximize, and become all God created you to be. Join in now as we use the Word of God as our guide to become better and closer to the Lord. Hey, welcome to Hello, Daughter of Day. I'm your host, Michelle Brown. So glad that you're tuning in to this podcast episode. Today, we're going to be talking about a simple word, but a powerful word that is actually the foundation of our Christian faith as women, as daughters of God, as daughters of day. And that word is believe. Uh, Believing God is what we're called to do in every situation that we face, that we have to deal with. But the foundation of our belief is that we believe that Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, was sent to the earth uh, to represent God in the flesh, to identify with our infirmities, our pain, our struggles, yet not sin. And then he died for our sins, to be the atonement, to be the blood sacrifice that would bring us back to fellowship with God, that we could enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise, that we could come boldly before the throne of God in our time of need without hesitation, because we became the righteousness of God through that blood of Christ Jesus that was shed on the cross. We believe based in our faith on John 3:16 that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and that if we believed on him we would not perish but that we would have life everlasting. And so we believe that Jesus rose from the dead and now he is seated at the right hand of the Father. Our faith tells us that we are now seated with him in heavenly places in Christ. Amen. And so believing God is what he loves. God loves for us to believe, not only believe for salvation, but believe that his promises are for us and that we can stand firm on them. Because God's promises uh, are yes and amen. So let's all just say that together. Amen. God, we come to you today. We thank you for another opportunity to join together as your daughters. Father, I invite you onto this podcast that your Holy Spirit would be made evident to each listener. God, that they would feel your spirit. I ask you to release your wisdom and your revelation during this time together. As we search out what it means to believe, God, I thank you that you are a father that each daughter can trust. Thank you that we can stand on your word. Now I ask you, God, whenever this podcast is turned on and this episode is listened to, that your daughter be blessed, that she be motivated, and that she is encouraged to believe you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm so glad that we're able to connect again. 
God is blessing us here at Daughter of Day Transformation and Purpose Life Coaching. If you ever want to have a session with me, uh, I welcome your inquiry at Michelle Brown 1122 at gmail.com. We're having a great time. Uh, it's so rewarding to see my clients step out in faith and to not only believe and trust God, but to start to believe in the ability and the gifts and the calling that's on their life. So again, visit our website at www.daughterofday.com. Uh, several years back, my son is 14 years old now, but when he was born back in November of 2004, he was 25 weeks when he was born. And that was a struggle within itself because that comes with a lot of um, prematurity issues with his lungs, with breathing. Those are some of the problems that they expect a preemie baby to endure. So I started um, having problems with my pregnancy roughly at about 19 weeks where I had a blood clot um, that was kind of disguising itself as a part of my placenta. And so I experienced hemorrhaging that actually I was having a normal pregnancy up until <clears throat> one evening Sunday after church and we had to rush to the emergency room and from there I uh, found that this placental abruption was going to cause some issues with the remainder of my pregnancy which led me to have to be on bed rest. Um, Trace who is our son's that's his nickname his real name is Guy he is uh, blessed to be the third guy brown in the earth. But um, he looked fine on that ultrasound where they found the placental issue. However, we didn't know the medical uh, struggles he was going to be born with. Uh, my husband and I actually have written a book about that. We actually wrote it a few years ago. Uh, we still believe that it's a powerful message of the power of believing it's called God Save My Child. Just believe. And you can still purchase that book at michelleandguybrown.com. Whether you're going through a medical issue yourself or you have a child who needs healing or you just want to believe God at a greater level, we believe that what we walked through in that season will encourage others. The first part of the book really goes over our story the second part um, is more teaching and we share with the Lord downloaded to us about what believing him really means. So my son, our son ended up being born at 25 weeks and it was then that we found out that he had um, several abnormalities uh, or abnormalities in his body. He had some parts of his body that needed to open up like his airway had a pinhole opening in the middle of it. So that needed to be open. Um, he had some parts of his body that needed to close. He had a hole in his heart. And we saw uh, miraculous moves of God that happened really supernaturally without any medical intervention. But we also uh, watched him endure several, several, many, I should say, uh, surgeries such as reconstructive surgeries that Sometimes didn't work the first time and had to be done again. He had a tracheotomy tube up until just before his fifth birthday. He had a colostomy bag until he was about 
two years old. And so we decided we really had no other option uh, but to believe God. And when I say we didn't have another option, we had not pressed into the power of God and who he was. At least I hadn't at the level that we needed to see God intervene until this situation. And we really had to learn where we were doubting God. And we expanded our faith at a level that uh, we had never done before. Through that, I learned a lot about believing God. I used to think that faith was a magical thing and that if you had faith, if it was a faith walk, it would be an easy walk. I'm not sure where I got that understanding because faith is not always easy. It's, it's, it's hard for us as human beings to believe and trust in something that we have not seen yet. But we know that's what faith is. It's believing what we cannot see. It's walking by what we know and believe God to be and to be able to do before we see the factual manifestation of that. But it's a spiritual principle And again, it is what the foundation of our faith is built upon. Uh, I failed to mention that our son, we found out, was also born without vocal cords. And to, you know, my knowledge, you have to have vocal cords to speak intelligibly. And his voice box was also floppy if present. They've never really determined if it's there, but we know it did not form correctly and it's not in the proper positioning. And so we were believing God for him to speak without um, the body structure that he needed uh, to be able to do that. So I'll just leave you with a but God in that situation. And I encourage you to consider reading the book, but know that our son now speaks uh, intelligibly and constantly. He is a communicator Uh, to a fault. He loves to talk. And so that is where our belief system was really challenged because we ran into several Christians who just felt that we should be thankful, which we were. We were so grateful, Uh, even through all of the medical difficulties. um, We loved our child. We were so blessed that he was born But we just determined that we were going to believe God for his complete healing. Uh, I was willing to live my whole life. If I never saw it on this side, I determined to believe it wasn't my decision to decide when God moved or how God moved. But I knew that I was called to believe that his word in the Bible is true when it says that by his stripes in Isaiah 53, our son was healed. John 10 and 10 said that Jesus came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. And so we wanted to see the abundant life manifest for Trace. The process of believing for his healing, uh, for increase in his health and his bodily functions was about four and a half, almost five years. Um, I lived at doctor's offices and hospitals And I thought that was going to be my permanent destination at times. But I had to renew my mind with the word of God and believe that it was a temporal 
situation. But I had to learn how to be thankful, how to praise God, how to worship him, even through the trying times. And so I want to encourage you today and talk a little bit about the word belief and share with you what God showed us about believing. I knew that the Lord wanted us to capture the story. When you get to the NICU, um, the neonatal intensive care unit, one of the first things that they gave us was a journal and a tote bag. And we were a little astonished that they would give us a journal because I couldn't imagine at the time why I would want to write anything down at this particular time in our life. I I didn't like anything I was seeing. Um, I birthed my baby so early that it felt unnatural for him to no longer be in my womb. I watched him as he was daily uh, hooked up to tubes and machines and receiving shots and um, procedures and and none of it looked like anything I would want to capture or remember. But I thought it was interesting that they gave us the journal. And so my Bible became my constant meditation. I kept the Bible with me and I began to read it as though it was real. I know that sounds crazy, but I think up until that point, up until that point, I thought that the Bible stories were for yesteryear. But I began to press in to each healing story in the New Testament and relate with it as if it were me, as if it were Trace. And I began to see those stories come alive in our own life, in my mind, Uh, When the people in the Bible bought their children, when they brought their children to Jesus, he never turned them away, but he healed them. And uh, the Bible even tells us that he healed them all. And so I started to believe that for myself. And I would capture each day. I knew that there was a reason that the Holy Spirit wanted us to begin to write. And so I found that journaling was refreshing and therapeutic. It was actually the opposite of what I had originally thought. And so if you're going through a storm right now or difficult situation where you need to believe God, a journal is a great way to capture important moments and the milestones that you will reach during the process. Believing God is a process. And that's one thing that really stood out to us as we went through this situation with our son. The Bible instructs us in Deuteronomy 4 and 9 to avoid forgetfulness. So the journaling will help you to be careful and watch yourselves closely so that you don't forget the things that you've seen with your own eyes. What have you seen God do in your life? When you journal, you choose to not let them fade from your memory. So you can always look back and recount the marvelous, wonderful things that the Lord has done. And it will strengthen you 
for the times that you need to believe God in the future. Amen. It also helps you to capture your testimony. Revelation 12 and 11 teaches that we as believers, as daughters of day, as daughters of God, we overcome by the blood of the lamb, by that blood that we believe in, that atoned all of our sins and by the word of our testimony. So if you don't have a journal, um, we're actually at the end of 2019, but we are at the beginning of the new Hebraic year, uh, which is the year of pay. Um, and it's the spiritual new year of 5780. So we've started a new spiritual year, but we're also going into a new calendar year of 2020. So it's a perfect time to begin to pin in your journal, maybe recapturing 2019 and some of the ways that you've seen the Lord move and then writing down what you are believing God to do. So as we were going through this process with Trace, I really stretched my faith. I was actually, I purchased a tape recorder. Those were still kind of happening back then. I purchased a tape recorder and I found some tapes and I would take the tape recorder to doctor's appointments because I had an expectation that a miracle was going to come forth in his body. And I was going to want to interview the doctors and the nurses so that they could share how astounded they were about what the Lord had done in Trace's life. I didn't get those recordings. It's not that God didn't move, but he didn't move on the day that I expected in the way that I had hoped. And so I don't remember if I ever took the tape recorder back there was some discouragement that I had to fight through when things didn't happen as quickly as I desired. But I kind of kept that tape, so to speak, alive in my heart. Every appointment, I was still expectant of God to move. Uh, when I first came into the situation with our son, I did. I wanted everything to happen instantaneously and miraculously. Uh, but I had to realize that God can use many different methods. I became more appreciative and grateful for the doctors, for the surgeons. I began to see surgeons as the hands of God because I saw them reconstruct body parts, um, create body parts that he did not have. And I watched them function in the way God created them to function. And I began to realize that in and of itself is miraculous. So I started to notice that as I just believed God for the end result of his word to come to pass, I didn't have to be as concerned with how he chose to do it. Um, but I believed that medications would be temporal, that they wouldn't be lifelong. Um, because we can believe as big as we are able to handle. And so I'm still seeing some of the prayer requests manifest in his life even now. But I want to share with you uh, an acronym that 
the Lord gave us about the word believe. Um, God tends to speak to me a lot in acronyms. I used to fight it, but now I've accepted it as a language between the two of us. Uh, But one day as I looked back and I reflected on our journey with Trace, I thought about how God had beckoned us to believe. And then an illumination took place within me as I realized our experience was a process that was perfected by God. In that moment, and I wish I could say it was this, you know, profound moment that I was in a grand church um, or that I was on my knees or on my face, but I was actually going through the drive through of a fast food restaurant. And it was in that moment that the most amazing thing happened. And so I would say to you, don't limit God to where and how he can speak. And as I was waiting for my turn to get up to um, the speaker to order, I took out a notepad and the Lord began to speak. I had a revelation of how each letter in the word believe represented an action that God called us to take. And it was things that we had already done that allowed us to experience the manifestation of Trace's healing. And I just sat there for a moment in amazement at how this God-given summary of our experience of our experience, excuse me, was captured in this one powerful word, believe. The first thing that God showed me was the B in believe was for Bible. And as I look back, and as I mentioned earlier, the Bible was my companion. I did read other faith-filled books uh, written by men and women of wonderful faith, but the Word is the only book that is alive and active and sharper. The Bible says that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. And so I realized that was how I was going to cut off the head of the enemy. That was how I was going to cut out the sickness that was trying to flood um, and just invade our lives. If you have sickness in your life, it affects every area. It affected our finances. It affected our social interaction. It, It just affected so much. And so the Bible, when you're believing God, the Bible needs to be your point of reference. We, um, of course, wanted to hear other stories of healing as other people shared their testimonies. We were encouraged and we were inspired, but there was also a lot of other opinions that we had to overcome. And so we'd hear stories that didn't go the way we were believing God. And so we had to go back to the Bible just to stay encouraged. Um, You know, I came to an acceptance that if for some reason my son didn't live, I knew that he would be in heaven and I knew that he would experience wholeness. Now, I'm not by any means saying that that thought was not devastating, that the grief that I would go through would be overwhelming. But I just decided to believe God that If and since he was living, I wanted to believe 
for him to live in wholeness. And so I had to stay encouraged by the word of God. The Bible reminded me what God was capable of doing. It exposed me to his love in a greater way, to his power. I could meditate on scriptures that would keep me encouraged that, you know, Psalms that were written by David when he was going through difficult times. So the Bible didn't necessarily allow me to feel as though never go through anything because the Bible says that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but it says, but the Lord delivers them from them all. And so it felt like we had so many things going on in his physical body. We'd overcome one issue and find out there was another issue. And so the Bible reminded me that there was deliverance from each and every physical affliction that our son was facing. The E in the word Bible is for expectation. So I want to remind you here that God wants you to read the Bible. He wants it to be your manual, your GPS to get you through the difficult situations when you need to believe him. But he also wants you to expect those promises to come to pass in your life. He wants you to read the Bible and have an expectation that that same God can move in your situation based on his word. So we have the Bible, which is your point of reference to read and meditate on often. I mean, I was taking the Bible like medicine. I was engaging myself and thinking on a scripture all day long until um, that scripture started to speak back to me and still until it started to breathe peace upon me. We know that the word of God is breathed upon by God. Therefore, it can breathe on you as well. So the L in believe Now, this isn't necessarily my favorite letter, but it's the one that had the most meaning. The L is for long suffering. Nobody long, say long. Nobody likes anything, I think, that says it's going to be a long time. But I learned that long suffering is, um, it's a good word. It's it's not a, a negative word. It's not a word that we should be afraid of. But that long suffering is waiting with joy for as long as it takes. I had once asked, asked the Lord, how long, you know, um, how long before we see this healing take place? And I, my focus was that long suffering simply meant a long time. But when I read Colossians 1 and 11, I actually became excited about long suffering because it states that we are strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long suffering with joy. And I realized that long suffering can be a joyful process because we do it with his power and not our own. So during our time with Trace and his experience, we were strengthened by the might of the Lord and his glorious power 
so that we could endure the process with patience and joyfulness. The definition of long suffering, I'm having trouble with my words today, excuse me. The definition of long suffering from Galatians 5 and 22 is long and patient endurance. And when I asked the Holy Spirit what the long and long suffering meant, in my spirit, I felt a resounding as long as it takes, determined to wait and believe. And in that moment, I believe long suffering isn't based on the time frame, but it's based on the frame of mind. I want to say that again, long suffering isn't based on the time frame, but on the frame of mind. And so you've got to keep your frame of mind in expectation. Uh, You've got to stay joyful because you know that God is coming. He's already there in the situation, but you're going to see his resolution. And even right now in my mind, I see almost like a parade with banners and I see it coming towards you. Your victory is coming towards you. God just needs you to stand. Um, You know, if you've ever gone to a parade, you're always looking to see what's coming next. And I, I remember as a child going to parades and waiting on the next float and the next float. We all stood there because we knew that it was coming by. So God wants you to know that he is coming by. Don't uh, try to put a date as far as on the calendar. Just determine to know and to celebrate as if you're already at the end of a thing every day. Celebrate as if you have already experienced what you're waiting to come. But determine, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. You will be strengthened in the wait if you wait with expectation. The I in believe is intimacy with God. As we were believing God, one of the most powerful things that we experienced was just getting closer to him, getting to know him in fullness as I spent time in his word and crying out to him and talking to him and leaning on him. I mean, he was my post. I mean, I, I, I leaned on him with everything. I got to know him. And intimacy is something that you never want to lose with God or take for granted. But while you're believing him, It's important to stay close. It's important to stay in worship. It's important to get naked before him and say, God, what are you pulling out from me? What are you pulling out of me in this moment? There were plenty of times when Trace was having a surgery and the Holy Spirit would say, I want you to go to the floor above and I want you to walk the halls and just pray quietly for everyone on that floor and at first I you know I couldn't imagine how I could detach myself from my son in that moment and go and pray for others but it was that intimacy where I knew that I was hearing the voice of God and that if he asked me to do something that it was for my greater good and that I could trust him intimacy with God 
personal time and relationship and singing love songs to him, it causes us to trust him. If you're going to believe God, you have to trust him. Because when you hear instructions from him, you have to know that even if they don't line up with what you think you should do, you have to have a such an intimacy with him that his voice is comforting and that you know you can respond to what you hear him say. The E in believe is exaltation. Boy, there were times when we could hang our head low in this situation. There were times when the enemy would say, why are you still trusting God? You might as well determine that it's always going to be like this. But we had to exalt God through worship because in my intimacy with him, I realized that if God didn't do anything else, he had already done enough through Jesus. And that was enough for me to worship him. I learned to worship him not because of what he could do or not because of what I needed him to do. But I learned to worship him because of what he had already done. I learned to worship him because of who he was. And so in that exaltation of worshiping God, we had to lift him above every problem. We did that with our words as well. When we would get reports that would say this surgery didn't work, we'd have to say, but God, you're greater than the surgery. God, you're bigger than this problem in his airway. God, I put you above it. I don't get stuck on what the issue is. Um, You've probably heard that saying, don't tell, don't say how big your problem is, but tell your problem how big your God is. And that's kind of what exalting him was about. We never uh, allowed a medical report to become bigger than God's power. The V in believe is for visualization. Uh, There is power in seeing things as done in your mind. God has given us an imagination and we want to keep it anointed and submit it to God. Uh, He called Abraham to go out and look at the stars and he wanted him to imagine those stars as descendants. And so we can imagine and visualize um, in our mind. It's as simple as closing your eyes. Uh, The Bible says in Romans that we can call those things that be not as though they already are. And so that's how you can close your eyes and see yourself in what you are believing for. We would really, it was a hard picture to visualize, but I tried every day for years to see our son without the tracheotomy tube. And that was a hard picture. It took a while for me to be able to see it when I closed my eyes because all I had seen was him with the tracheotomy tube. And sometimes I'd even kind of put his little shirt over it lightly so I could try to get the picture that way. But I'd practice, I'd practice and practice until I could see it until I could see him running without it. Um, At the hospital, uh, they used to call children. Well, because we were in uh, on the floor with mainly infants, they would call them trach babies. And I asked them one time, I said, please don't refer to him as a trach baby. He's a baby who has a trach. 
I didn't want him to be identified by his ailment. One, because I was believing it to be temporal. But two, it's because it wasn't who he was. And so be careful uh, labeling yourself where you're identifying with the problem and it's becoming your identity. Um, Even if he had to have the tracheotomy for the rest of his life, I would not want him to be referred to or identified by that. I would still want people to call him Trace Brown. Uh, I would want them to focus on all of his positive attributes that made him who he was. That was just a device that he needed, but it wasn't his identity. And so be mindful of that. But close your eyes sometimes if, if you're believing to have money and you don't always want to have to put $10 in your gas tank. Maybe you want to fill it up. Close your eyes and see yourself going into the gas station and say, um, I want $50 on pump 10 or imagine yourself pumping the gas until it clicks and you have to take the um, nozzle out. Visualization is a powerful tool. Now I could record, re-record this whole podcast based on I don't know the problem that I'm having with some of my words today, but I refuse to. I'm going to stay in the flow. I'm going to trust God and we're going to keep going. Amen. Encouragement is the final E. And that was the biggest part of believing. Believing God is encouraging others while you're still trusting him to see your situation change. And so we would encourage others along the way with our testimony Um, Even if it was just at the beginning, even if our testimony was he was 25 weeks, but he lived when people would see him, we would say that we would encourage them. I would pray for every pregnant woman that I saw. They didn't know I was praying, but I would pray, you know, under my breath and my spirit. I, I would say a prayer because through this process, God showed me the significance of pregnancy. And anytime you're birthing anything out, whether it's ministry or a baby, uh, the enemy doesn't want to see you birth something into fruition. And I realize the power of our children. And when you bring a new life into the earth, you're carrying new ministry, you're carrying new power, you're carrying new potential that's coming into the earth realm. And it's bringing something from the heavenly realm with it. And so I learned to cover in prayer, encourage others, pray for others. Um, Because our trial and our situation was so long, you know, once you start to trust God, you believe that when you pray about it one time, God has heard you and he's already putting angels to work and he's already he's already at the end of what you're believing for. He's already done it. We just have to pray to see it manifest. But it gets a little tiresome at times just praying for yourself. There were many times that we had to cry out for God for trace. And I mean, we knew the level of intercession needed to be significant. It needed to be around the clock. But there were times that we said, okay, God, who else can we encourage? Who who else can we pray for? And I realized that 
Those were powerful seeds that we were sowing. You get to a point when you're believing God that you don't want to just come out with your own victory, but you want to see other people come out with victory as well. And even that definition of victory can change, you know, what I used to think was victory. Like maybe I thought him not having to have a surgery was victory. But in certain situations, I realized, well, God bringing him through the surgery and bringing him through the surgery with the outcome that we're believing for is victory. And so um, hold on to what your victory is, but be flexible and let God show you how he's bringing victory. Because the Bible says that we go from glory to glory. And sometimes I realize that victory was not always just one action that was instantaneous, but it could be several steps that God took us through to get to the victory that we were believing for, to obtain the victory that we know that Christ won on the cross for us. Amen. So I want to encourage you through these steps of believing, get your Bible out, spend time in the Bible, find scriptures. Now I wasn't necessarily reading the whole Bible during this time. I felt the release from the Lord to focus on healing. So I was meditating on healing scriptures. I was reading healing stories, uh, whether you're believing God for increase in finances, for issues in your marriage, uh, for spiritual growth. Get into your word, carry your Bible with you, get you a pocket sized Bible. Even now, um, you can have the Bible on your smartphone. Uh, there's so many ways that you can engage in the Bible. Set your expectation. Prepare for long suffering. Say, God, you know, I'm not going to try to put you on uh, the clock, but I'm going to wait as long as it takes, as long as it takes, God. But with that expectation You'll find that expectation, I believe it magnetizes what you're believing for to come even quicker. Um, but prepare to wait with joy. Prepare to wait in intimacy with God. Come out of this situation. Come out of the battle that you're in, expecting to know God in a deeper way. Get to know God in a deeper way. God is that being that we can never know everything about him in a lifetime. So you'll never get bored being intimate with God. Uh, you'll never be ashamed or embarrassed when you let your guard down. Uh, I couldn't act like we had it all together. And I had to share with God what my fears were, how stressful it was at times. I had to tell him when my body was getting physically tired I had to really reach out to him in uh, expectation that he would help me and then exalt him. Keep praising him. Keep worshiping him. Keep lifting him above the situation. Don't let anything become bigger than God in the process of what you're believing for visualize it, see it in your mind is already done and allow yourself to feel the emotions that you experience when what you're believing for comes to pass. So begin to see those things, close your eyes 
and then encourage as you're going along the storm, as you're in the battle, uh, begin to encourage others to believe God, invite them on your journey of belief. And even after your storm is over, continue to encourage others, share your testimony. That is how you continue to overcome. And that's how you inspire others to overcome as well. So those are the steps that the Lord gave us, the process that he highlighted uh, through the acronym of BELIEVE. And I hope that you are encouraged and motivated to believe God and go through those steps daily to continue um, to meditate and keep a journal if you haven't. So I thank you for tuning in. Uh, There were a couple of bloopers, but I'm grateful for your patience that you stayed with it. I can't wait to talk to you and encourage you again at our next um, episode, our next podcast episode. So Father God, we just thank you for this opportunity to come together today. I thank you for each listener. I thank you for your daughter who has tuned in. God, I pray that she was encouraged to believe you at a greater level. God, to uh, have expectation in the results of having intimacy with you, Lord. As she continues to trust you, God, I ask you that you draw her closer. As she draws unto you, God, you said that as we draw nigh to you, God, you would draw nigh unto us. So I thank you for being the God that we can trust, the the God who hears, the God who responds. Now, I bless you now that we have the opportunity to trust in you, our Father. You're not a man and you cannot lie and we're grateful. Bless each daughter until we connect again. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining Hello Daughter of Day. Remember, if you'd like more information on transformational and purpose life coaching, please log on to our website at www.daughterofday.com. Also, check out our newest book available on Amazon.com in Kindle and paperback. Come out from discouragement, embracing your identity as God's daughter of day. Until next time, remember God loves you and he has wonderful plans for your future. Until we meet again, be blessed.